You're listening to What's the Rumpus? Shh. Geeks in progress. Our webpage is whatstherumpuspodcast.com where you can chat with us in IRC, vote for the FARC headline of the week, or join in our off-air discussion in the forums. Our theme song is Better Nation by Curious Hands and can be found at podsafeaudio.com. Welcome to another episode of What's the Rumpus. I'm Adrian Hannah. And I'm Matthew Ponky. Yay! Hooray! <laughs> uh, Ryder is uh, currently driving to New York, and uh, yeah, pretty much I, everybody is unavailable. <laughs> and pretty much everybody is on their way to New York right now. Is Steinberg? Uh, no, Steinberg is is in Texas. Oh, and I forgot to contact him. <laughs> That's why I was like, uh, <laughs> lol. Yeah. Yeah, eventually we'll actually be able to do a podcast where it's more than just you and me. That'd <laughs> That's be awesome. true. Or more than two people, at least. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, there was with the one with uh, you, was it you, Ryder, and uh, Steinberg, and Steinberg yeah. except you didn't say anything the entire time. <laughs> yeah, so it was basically <laughs> two people. And it was just, the, almost the entire podcast was Steinberg talking about the game. Yeah. <laughs> Shameless plug. <laughs> Totally. So uh, this week uh, there was a whole, uh, um, not really an uproar, but at least a rise in talking about uh, a worm called the Stuxnet worm. Um, I I doubt you heard anything about it because... um, (laughs) The what? Stuxnet. S-T-U-X-N-E-T. Oh, sorry. I heard sucks nut. <laughs> that I was like, that is that. awesome. Totally. Uh, okay. Um, it, it's it's something that's that's kind of become a hot topic within uh, within the security community. Um, and what it is, basically, it was a, a piece of – it was a virus that was written that was uh, designed to propagate itself, uh, not over a network like most – viruses and malware are designed to do, but uh, over uh, removable hard drives uh, or flash drives. And uh, the, it was what it was designed to do, and this is, this is why it's, it's such a, a big deal, is it was, uh, it was designed to specifically to, uh, to uh, interact with, uh, with SCADA uh, systems, which is the, the, the computers that control uh, industrial processes and uh, uh, utilities, infrastructure type things like uh, uh, gas and electricity and that kind of thing. Um, oh, see, I thought you were talking about like PLC computers and stuff, but that you're talking about more like no, no, no. Yeah, that's that's it. The the PLC computers. It was designed to to, to attack uh, PLC computers. And uh, as of the writing of this story that that I found this in. Um, they had identified that it was uh, assumed to be targeting uh, Iranian power plants, and uh, um, actually, just this weekend, it was found uh, people had reverse engineered it enough to find out that it was designed to specifically uh, attack the SCADA computers at. Uh, nuclear facilities in Iran, and it was supposed to offset the uh, the nuclear centrifuges in in those power plants. 
um, which leads people to, to believe that it was done by uh, the Israeli government. Um, and the, the, that, that was another thing is the, the uh, when, when people first started analyzing it, uh, everything was put together very neatly and cleanly like it was done by like an actual like development team instead of just some hacker some guy. in his basement. And so so it was it was suspected that uh, it was written and uh, put and it was highly complex too. That was the other thing. Um, and uh, so it was it was believed that this was done by a uh, quote unquote nation state. And so now, at the end of this weekend, it's it's likely that uh, it's been found that it's likely to be to have been written by uh, Israel. Wow! And uh, what's what's really big about this? I mean, aside from you know all the implications that I've talked about up till now, um, is that uh, you remember like ten years ago, fifteen years ago, when cyber warfare was like the the. <laughs> The keyword that everyone is talking about—it's like, oh, so we've got to prevent the hackers because of cyber, cyber warfare. <laughs> yeah, and everybody always, you know, anybody who who knew anything always used to laugh about it because it was such a joke. Because it was, you know, you're, that's not what anybody was dealing with, you know. And here we have probably uh, the first official example of actual cyber warfare. You know, 15 yeah. years after it was the buzzword that everyone wanted to use, it's now actually coming to be a thing. You know, there is a government entity that is essentially attacked another government entity. And it would have to be, I mean, it would have to be a pretty skilled group of people to, in order to build viruses that were directly um, attacking PLC software. Because PLC software is incredibly customizable and and I mean, no two systems are the same. So, right. in in order to actually attack a certain system on a wide scale basis, it would have to be, I mean, very very. Um, well, that's the thing is they were talking about how it basically wouldn't affect any other uh, PLC system except for Iran's nuclear program. Oh, so they built it directly for that system? Yeah, that's that's what it's, it looks like. Is it was specifically built to mess up the uh, the nuclear centrifuges in nuclear power plants in Iran, nice. specifically? What would that do to the? Did it say what that would do to the nuclear power plants? Um, I'm not sure. Is, is it just gonna like shut them down, or is it gonna like blow them up? I, th- I think I think it would probably just. I mean, there's enough uh, there's enough fail safes in place in place in things like that that uh, it would probably just shut down. Yeah, because I mean that's I mean that would be a <laughs> yeah. It's, kind of, it, it's one thing to shut the plant down, but if you're gonna like overheat the core or something and you know cause another a meltdown, yeah, another meltdown like um, Chernobyl or something, yeah. that's that's a little different. <laughs> and today in in news, Iran blew up, and nobody knows why. <laughs> Iran is now a glass parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. So kind of scary, but also kind of awesome and interesting. I want to see where this, where this, uh, how this progresses. Well, for once, it's not um, some other nation attacking the U.S. It's like yeah. <laughs> some nation attacking Iran. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, apparently, there was a, some serious complexity built into this thing, and and. Like, uh, you know, the, the reason that, I mean, it, it was first discovered in June, 
Um, and it's taken so long to uh, to reverse engineer it because it's so complex. But it was I, apparently really hard to find in the first place because it didn't. There was no network activity with well, yeah, this because thing. All PLC all PLC computers are specifically designed where there's no outside network traffic. It's a completely closed system. Right. That way, I mean, unless unless it's Unless it's made that way by design where somebody can come in, you know, like power grids and something where somebody can remote log in and right. control a power grid from, you know, from far away. That's by design. But most PLC controllers, especially in things like power plants and chemical plants and stuff like that, are specifically closed loop so that nobody can access them from the outside. Because I think if it was open loop and there was uh, a way to, to network it to, you know, the World Wide Web, that people would have... People would have developed this a long time ago, but oh, yeah. it, it, they would have had to have uh, put it in some sort of uh, removable storage or, or like flash drive or something. Yeah, I know. I know at the PLC at work, that's the only way to get information on or off of it is to actually plug a, a USB drive into it and uh, and then download it from there. Yep. Word. So I got a story. Uh, I figured I'd talk about this one pretty early. Um, the <laughs> the all the stuff going on about the uh, the new TSA screenings. Because <laughs> yes. it seems to be the buzz topic of like the month, so I figured I would touch on it. And if Chuck was here, I could ex- envision his head exploding because I know I've seen about a million tweets from Chuck about TSA screenings. Yeah, no. <laughs> And how he's buying—he's uh, buying a uh, a metal card with the Bill of Rights etched on it. Yeah. So that when he goes through security, he gets buzzed, and and he pulls out this metal card with his Bill of Rights on it, and he can be all preachy and bloody 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 the TSA guy, <laughs> which I could totally see Chuck doing, and be like, uh, "Excuse me, sir. According to my uh, uh, Bill of Rights here." But um, I was—I've been reading. Well, considering I get bored at work a lot i've been reading about the like the new uh, body scanners and everything that they have at work and like i just think it's i think the simplest way that that you know the tsa could overcome this because obviously there's a huge public outcry about this these new body scanners and i don't know how long they think they're going to get away with being able to say oh well it's for everybody's best interest when pretty much everybody's saying it's total crap you know, not to mention all the stories I've seen of people like people getting fined ten to fifteen thousand dollars for walking away mm-hmm. because they they don't want to get groped and they don't want to get the full body scans. Right. And then that there was a story about a guy who uh, had a had uh, bladder cancer and had a uh, colostomy bag. Mm-hmm. And when they took him in to pat him down, they busted his colo- uh, how do you say col- colostomy? Hey, it's not a colostomy bag. That's for that's the one you poop in. Oh yeah, okay. It's a uh, I don't I don't remember what what the bag yeah, for, for the, urine is. The pee bag, <laughs> the piss bag. Anyways, <laughs> they broke his piss bag open and spilled it all over him, and then made him walk through the airport covered him in his own piss. It's like you know, it's bad enough that they're getting all this bad press about these full body scanners, and then some jack off goes and does something like this, and it's like you're really not helping your case yeah. whatsoever. And I think the simplest thing they could do is develop something where. It would just cut off the face, and it would cut out the face. I mean, really, what distinguishes uh, 
you know, a person from another person other than, you know, physical characteristics, the major thing is your face. Right. You know, if you take the, if you take the head off of the, off the picture, I don't think it would be such a big deal. Because right. everybody seems to think that you know they're going to have these full body scanners and there's going you know they're going to somebody's going to download a picture and put it on the internet. Which, by the way, that no happened. happened. What's that? That's already happened. Uh, really? Yeah. Hundred of the uh, images from the full body scan were leaked recently. Really? Yeah. Are you sure it wasn't the? Because I read an article where they were saying that you know the the big concern was that somebody's going to download them with like a flash drive or something. And they were able to take images off the machines when they were testing and developing them. But now that they're in the airports, there's supposedly no possible way. There's absolutely no storage on the uh, on the units themselves. Like, all the images are on the screen, and that's it. Once they're gone, they're gone. Right. So were those, uh, image, were those images taken from the testing and developing, or were they taken well, from the airport? Uh, they were taken, uh, let's see, the images... Were, were never public. Um, U.S. Marshals in a federal courthouse saved 35,000 images on the scanner, and they were leaked. So it wasn't just 100, it was 35,000. Holy crap. Yeah. That's insane. So it wasn't from an airport, but still, it was the same exact scanner that they're using in the airport, and 35,000 of those images were leaked. Well, regardless of whether, I mean... All of that privacy issues aside, you know, people afraid of somebody, you know, eyeing their junk on a computer monitor in another room. It's it comes down to the fact that there's still an increase in radiation dosage dosage as well. Right. They have to use more radiation in order to get a better picture of what's underneath your clothes. And I mean, if you look at all the the sources of radiation out there nowadays, you know, cell phones. Right. X-rays. I mean, all the microwaves and radio emissions and everything going around. I mean, I don't know. It just seems like a step in the wrong direction. Yeah. You know, I know they're trying to be all oh, high tech, and you know, and pretty soon they want to be like, uh, what's the movie? Um, Total, Total Recall. Total Recall, where they've yeah. got like the big screen and everybody just walks by. But I, I just think it's the wrong direction. Yeah. You know? I mean, at what point are do we stop being? protected and start being harassed you know mm-hmm. i mean it's 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 bad enough that you when you opt out of it you have to submit to a pat down but it's what they call an enhanced pat down which basically means i'm gonna rub my hand all up in your junk and under your ball sack yeah which i saw it totally off topic uh, and i'll link it in the show notes there's an awesome snl video where they did the they did an s uh, an snl skit on the tsa department but it was it was played out like a like a phone sex line. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, you know, if you want some human contact, and, and, uh, and all, it's like all these hot women. And then it's uh, uh, who's the guy? It was on um, uh, Cal. He's on SNL now, right? Uh, From, he's, uh, yeah, Nickel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 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 I can't think of his name right now. Uh, yeah, it was him and the dude and the and the the tall guy, not Seth Rogen, the other guy who played the Super Troopers, who was the cop. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, no. I'm, I wish Chuck was here because I'm terrible with actor names. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that one guy, you know, the dude in the thing. <laughs> um, shoot. Super I'll, I'll, yeah, it, he played the other cop, not uh, 
he not Seth Rogen, but the other guy. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Bill Hader or something like mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll I'll put a link in the uh, in the when I link to this story. I'll I'll put a I'll put a link in the uh, in the in the. And that was uh, super bad, not super troopers. Oh yeah. Okay, that's my that was my fault. I art hard. That's cool. <laughs> Holy crap. All right, I was looking stuff up on Wikipedia for uh, Saturday Night Live cast, um, and dude, there's like they've got like the the shortest tenure, longest tenure, uh, oldest cast member, youngest ca- cast member, uh, and then it's got like all these crazy graphs of of like when people were on and overlapping with other people, and oh man, it's insane. That's that's crazy. Really? Oh, yeah. Okay, here it is. Keenan Thompson. Yeah, because I, I just remember Keenan and Cal. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm going to link the uh, <laughs> the video in the, in the uh, IRC. All right. That way everybody at home can watch it. Feeling lonely this holiday season? Looking for little human interaction? Do you want to feel contact in certain special places? Then why not go through security at an airport? (laughs) GSA agents are ready and standing by to give you a little something extra to feel thankful about this holiday season. GSA. You're not sick. I want to check under your testicles. <laughs> Spending time with a TSA agent couldn't be easier. And it's is so classic late night phone sex lines. Fuck yeah. What was that? What was the sex line that, uh, that, uh, God. Liz Lemon was a part of in your oh, I don't remember that. <laughs> it's the Russian chicks with bad teeth. Yeah. Or even me. But it's probably gonna be us. The TSA. It's our business to touch yours. It's our business to touch your business. That is awesome. Hell yeah. Yeah, this this shit is so crazy. I mean, you know, it's it's been it's been something that that's been a problem obviously for years. Um, you know, there's been pe- people bitching about about this for for who knows how long. But uh, it's just I'm just I, I I I'm curious to see how long it takes the U.S. government to uh, to to step in because obviously this is getting out of control, mm-hmm. and I just want to see how long it takes them to to actually do something about it. Well, it's gonna have to be pretty soon because I mean. <sighs> I mean, literally, it's everywhere you look. I mean, it's it's bad enough where Saturday Night Live's making a skit on it. Right. When it gets to, when it gets to that level, you know, it's it, it's getting pretty crazy. Right. One eight hundred OK Face. Yep, that's the name of the sex line that Liz Lemon worked for. <laughs> right. Okay. All right. Um. So. 
Okay, so uh, in in their in Google's Mountain View headquarters campus, they have uh, purchased 1.2 million square feet of uh, real estate holdings, and uh, basically, what it's become, what it's going to become, is uh, a uh, quote unquote company town. Like they used to do uh, back in the day, like Ford did for a while, um, mm-hmm. where you basically have a, a place that um, all your employees live. So, so they're basically they're they're turning they're turning the the campus into the only place that uh, Google employees ever need to go to. Wow. Yeah. That is insane. Totally insane. Awesome. Pretty awesome though, because I mean, well. I get. I guess you could take it two ways. It's either really going to be really awesome or really scary. Because they're going to be like, "Oh, we're tracking what type of food you eat." <laughs> yeah, no doubt. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 interesting. Um, uh, I used to play uh, a role playing game a lot called Shadowrun, and uh, it ta- it's like a cyberpunk future kind of thing, and uh. It's in in the world of Shadowrun. There are uh, mega corporations, which are basically the most powerful entity in the world. You know, governments are shit. Uh, and the mega corporations they have uh, what's called arcologies, and it's basically a uh, like a huge mega building where you have um, apartments that everyone lives in, and then it they all they have to do is just like walk down the down the hallway to uh, to where they they work. And so they essentially never have to leave because then the arch- excuse me the archaeologies have uh, like malls inside, so you don't even have to leave to go shopping. You just go down to the mall that's in the building and buy all your crap that you need. I read a pretty crazy book called Incarceron once, and it kind of followed that same premise where like it, uh, it it's about a prison. And the entire prison is like alive, but everybody is like, like nobody leaves, nobody comes in, and it kind of follows that same premise. It's pretty, uh, it's pretty creepy, if you ask yeah, me. Yeah. Like, I've always found that that concept like enthralling, but creepy at the same time. Yeah. Well, I when I was younger, I was I always heard about that kind of thing. You know, thinking about that kind of thing, and I was always like, I was always interested, and in I thought it would be really cool, especially if you got if you got hooked up into a, a situation where you didn't have to pay for your housing, you know, mm-hmm. you, so you maybe you earn like $10,000 a year less than you make right now, but then you don't have to pay for your housing. You don't have to pay for utilities. You don't have to pay for all of that. It's all covered by the company because they own all the property. Right. I always thought that was, that was a really interesting idea. And I thought, always thought it was really cool, but as I'm getting older and, and you know, you start thinking about more and more implications, it starts to get scary, you know, and then it's like, well, you don't really own the house. So what happens if you lose your job or what happened? You know, you have no incentive to look for a better job elsewhere either, because, you know, what are you going to do? Well, you're going to go work for them. Well, where, where are you going to live? Cause you're living in a company house right now. And the day that you quit is the day that you are no longer allowed in that house. Right, yeah. You don't have you don't have that that leeway to to stay in your house or to take time to move or anything. Right. And also, like, you know, okay, you live in a company house. Is uh, do you 
does your house have a company phone? Do they monitor your phone conversations? You know, like your internet traffic? I mean, right? They, like, like, like you were saying, you know what? You know, do they know what I'm what I'm buying? Do they know what I'm doing? You know, do they have cameras installed in my house? You know, it's their house; they can do what they want with it. Are you watching me poop? <laughs> yeah. Are you watching my poop and then selling the video to some obscure German website? <laughs> Everybody knows Germans love shit. Yep. They sure do. <laughs> All poop. All right, so um, I had a story. Where was it? Cool story, bro. Yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, Nokia uh, recently built a, uh, a touchscreen display made completely of ice. Um, well, I, okay, I guess that's kind of... Uh, crazy? It's a, well, yeah, it's crazy, but saying it's a touchscreen isn't really true, because you're not actually interacting with the surface. Like, it's not like they built sensors into the ice. Okay. Uh, it, it uses uh, a projector and infrared cameras to, uh, to tell where you're touching. Okay. So they kind of, I mean, they basically project an image onto the ice cream, and then wherever you touch, it shows up on the infrared cameras. So that okay. it, it interacts with the picture. But still, I mean, it, it, you know, you know, you think I think back to what eight years ago, which isn't even that long of a time. Like when I first graduated high school, the thought of touchscreen i mean anything anything was like oh my god millions of dollars yeah <laughs> that kind of shit only only exists in movies and <laughs> literally less than a decade later you have i mean everywhere you turn is touchscreens yeah we had um when when i was in when i was in the marine corps uh we had a uh, um this crazy setup for when we were out on field ops or when we were in the field you know, which is designed for like you know combat battle situation type things. It's in our command operations center. We had a uh, a screen with a projector, and uh, it was all hooked into a computer, and it was all touch screen. And uh, it was designed so that you could you could give a presentation in front of the screen, and you could actually interact with it by like touching the screen and doing certain things. Uh, but most of the time, nobody used that uh, that screen. So uh, me and the people that were always in the COC, we would uh, play solitaire on it. <laughs> yep. Giant, you know, you were talking like a standard four foot by four foot uh, pro- projector screen, and we just stand up there and play solitaire or minesweeper or whatever. That is awesome. It's pretty awesome. Good. That, that that is a quality use of government dollars, right and there. That, yeah, and that's your tax money at work. <laughs> So, so is it like the same? What do you mean you could interact with the uh, the presentations? Well, like you could you could do like a. a I mean, there were at, at its most basic point, you could do like a PowerPoint presentation, and you could tap the screen, and it would go to the next slide. Um, or you, okay. it got it it got to the point where where we had uh, we had some software that did. Um, it was like a, a command and control software, so you could actually see. Uh, individual units on a map on the screen and you could do stuff oh, wow. like you could you could like zoom in on on parts of the screen or you know select a specific unit just by touching it and see what's going on with that It'd be awesome to play command and conquer on yeah i'm sure it would be yeah <laughs> real, real command and conquer <laughs> <laughs> 
So yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, what you're telling me is you got to play real war games and uh, <laughs> when you were in the military. <laughs> totally. Awesome. But yeah, t- touch screens are you know even even then that was the only the only real uh, interaction I had with 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 touch screens. You know, the, you, you might see like a, a, a tablet PC, but at that at that point it was like it was really rare to see something like that. You know, and it was always bulky and and kludgy and didn't work quite right. You know. Yeah, and it was always like a ginormous monitor. Right. Like like. Um, one of the things I can think of is when I worked at the library in Houghton, um, all of the, all of the, like the, the cash, yeah, not registers, but like the stations where you would put orders in and stuff, they were all touch screen. But even then those things were huge. They were like ginormous CRT monitors and like, they had the the blister pack on the back that was the, all the, the components for the touch screen just to make it work. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And there now, I mean, (laughs) And I and now think you can, we can. Now you can buy an iPhone. That, that's, exactly. You know what? Three inches by five inches, and you can play just shit like Angry Birds on it. Yep. And every old NES and SNES game. Well, not iPod, but or not an iPhone, but Android. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Well, I, like I said, I think you know. I hate to say it, but I think we have Apple to thank for that. They were pretty much the ones that that kicked off the you know personal touchscreen revolution i mean the iphone was the first touchscreen phone really yep you know so (laughs) go apple i mean you know i i fucking hate apple with a passion but i it seems like every time they drive innovation pretty much i i I have a really hard time arguing that point (laughs) If only Steve Jobs could uh, drive some innovation on new shirts and not wear his <laughs> gay turtlenecks. Hey, whatever uh, works, man. Whatever works. I seriously think he has, no, I, I like, every picture, literally, every picture I've ever seen of Steve Jobs, he wears jeans, tennis shoes, and a, a black, turtleneck. black turtleneck. Like, yeah, you know, it's, I saw it's, some pictures of him in his home, and he wears the same thing. It's like, do you not change? Are those... <laughs> Are those just like genetically modified clothes? They're part have, of your body now. I have I have two theories on that. Either one, he's a robot, so he don't, never needs to change his clothes. <laughs> or two, during that uh, those uh, five years in which he wasn't the president of Apple or the CEO of Apple, he uh, went out and did some crazy punk rock star shit, and so he's covered from from his neck. Uh, all the way down in tattoos, and he doesn't want anybody to know it. That could be. It could be. Yeah. <laughs> Apple for life. <laughs> he's he's covered in like serious ba- black style tattoos, all the cryptic, <laughs> fucking, fucking magic tats and shit. <laughs> That'd be sweet if he had prison tats, though. Yeah. <laughs> Thug life across his chest. <laughs> That's why he was not CEO for five years. He went to jail. <laughs> well, he got those. He got the tears underneath his eyes. <laughs> and the spider web on his hand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> awesome. Yay! It's working. Hooray! All right, so uh, so so I, I am introducing a uh, a new segment this week, oh. and uh, we're gonna call it uh, "Oh Japan, You So Crazy." 
Um, I because, can see where this is going, and because, I like it. Because Japan, not to be outdone by their uh, holographic pop singer, uh, now has their first ever robotic act- actress. Um, the robot named uh, Geminoid F has made its acting debut um, in a short play uh, in which it appeared to a sellout crowd. Um, and then I murdered don't, all of them. I don't know what what the, uh, the, the play was about, and I don't know how well it did, but uh, the fact that it performed to a sellout crowd um, pretty much says, says something about Japan. And it says, Which oh, Japan, crazy. you so crazy. Which is crazy. <laughs> it was like that. What was a couple weeks ago? The guy I was talking about who made a robot to kill wasps to kill wasps. in his lab. Yeah. <laughs> like what the what? Ah, <sighs> uh, you know, part of me would really love to visit Japan, but part of me would be so scared to go there. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm gonna end up working the sex trade in some back alley and <laughs> peeing on little girls' panties to put into a <laughs> and to put into a vending machine or something. It's yeah. just like, what the fuck? <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong, I've seen some pretty ingenious things come out of Japan slash China. Uh-huh. But for the most part, it's just like everything you see on the internet that has anything to do with Japan or China is just completely fucked up. Yeah, totally. It's like, oh, look, it's a narwhal fucking a teenage girl. That's <laughs> appropriate. <laughs> Go, Mr. Narwhal. <laughs> and there like, are people there that will buy it. Yeah, and, there, and there's always someone clapping. <laughs> like, yeah, Uh, so that's a new segment then, huh? Okay. Yeah, that's, that's a new thing. I will make sure to prepare for that next time because I'm sure I can find some crazy Japan shit. Totally. Um, Wikipedia uh, has has done their uh, annual fundraiser recently. Yeah, I think I, I think I saw what you're talking about. They're they're actually they're actually still in the middle of it. I, I'm pretty sure, but uh, um, this year they raise more in a week. Then it took it to uh, in a month for them to raise last year in 2009. Mm-hmm. Um, the story that I found on Read Write Web actually has some uh, some infographics about it, um, and I just put that in IRC. And uh, it's 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 interesting because uh, you know you look at at the trend for this year, and they have made uh, almost as much. So uh, in 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 the uh, this week, than they did during their entire fundraiser campaign last year. It's it's insane, and uh, and one of the things that they talk about is the fact that uh, um, the Jimmy Wales, the uh, the founder of Wikipedia, uh-huh. um, it shows it shows the contributions based on uh, on. The uh, what they did in order to do the uh, the whole fundraising campaign, and uh, they did. Um, well, the original message was thanks for the brain massage, and it was just like on the top, and it just said that, and it had a link to, to for donations, and uh, they averaged five hundred and eighty dollars per day under mm-hmm. that campaign. 
Um, the next year they did uh, depend on Wikipedia for information. Now it depends on you, and then had the link, and then they earned uh, twenty nine hundred dollars a day from that. Um, then last year they did admit it without Wikipedia. You never could have finished that report with a. <laughs> And they got three thousand dollars a day. And then this year, they've got a banner ad that is Jimmy, yep. a picture of Jimmy Wales, and to the left it says, "Please read a personal appeal f- from Wikipedia founder Jimmy Wales." Uh, and they're earning something around forty-seven thousand four hundred thirty-three dollars per day on Holy that. Crap. Yeah. Yeah. Have you seen the banner ad? Yeah. He looks all like mopey-eyed and sad, like giving you the puppy eyes. Yeah. Like he's like, I'm, I'm. I'm I'm homeless and stranded in China. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. And uh, but that's oh man, that's so crazy that. Uh, I, that I was there that the other day because I was like, I, I was like, oh, I was like, man, I would love to donate, but I are poor, so I can't. But I'm like, I was thinking, like, how many people actually donate? But forty-seven thousand dollars a day—that is fucking insane <laughs> there, considering i mean really literally you know let's think about this logically for a second who you know i mean what does the average person donate maybe 10 15 dollars yeah 20 bucks maybe you know you might get the the rich guy here or there that'll donate a couple hundred but that is a just a lot of donations yeah. every day in if, here in the chicagoland area that's an average salary yeah seriously Every goddamn day. No, I'm yeah. sure that a lot of that is like uh, probably educational, um, you know, right? Institutions and and you know, I'm sure a couple of you know universities here and there are probably donating, you know, because right, it is right. Commonwealth of Knowledge. But yeah, it's but yeah, but still, it's almost fifty grand a day. Yeah, that's uh, pretty much my salary. Day, yeah, mine too. <laughs> Jerks. <laughs> Ask me. I want that job. <laughs> All right. So starting starting this week, we're gonna have a banner ad on the top of <laughs> podcast.com uh, with my face, and I'm gonna look as homeless as possible, and we're gonna ask for donations and see if uh, see if Jimmy Wales's uh, uh, approach to this actually works. Not not uh, not homeless. Just gotta give the big droopy eyes. The yeah. Big eyes. I'll put a I'll put a picture of my puppy on there. <laughs> awesome <laughs> outside wiener retreat <laughs> um all right so um uh, i guess this could probably be filed under the oh japan slash china you so crazy portion um a little girl in uh in china got her arm well well her hand and part of her arm cut off by a lawnmower okay okay yeah by a tractor like and it got i mean it jacked up her arm completely severed her hand and pretty much lacerated her arm well her arm was in such bad condition when they brought her into the hospital that they couldn't reattach her hand so the doctors attached it to her foot to keep it alive like they grafted it into her foot to keep blood circulating through it and then uh-huh. while they were doing repairs on her arms and then 
after her arm had repaired itself or healed enough to to uh, support the hand, they ungraft it from her foot and put it back on her arm. Did did it work? Yeah, it worked. Wow, that it's, is that's it's crazy. Yeah, it was pretty ins- like like basically, and it, it was just kind of like a from what I read in the story, it was a like a um, split second decision by the doctors that like you know crap, we can't uh, we can't you know save this hand. What are we gonna do with it? And the guy's like, well, it's attached to her foot, you know, oh, get man. blood pu- get blood pumping through it. Let me. Uh, let me see if I can. Um, yeah, it was attached to her foot for three months. Wow. I guess she can wear shoes then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Grandma. <laughs> That's crazy. I, oh man, I just I, I I would never think of that. As a doctor, I probably would just been like, oh well, you don't have a hand anymore. Sucks to be you. Man, we live in the future. Yeah, totally. Hold on. Without fucking flying cars. <laughs> Here, I'll link to this. This isn't the the original story, but it's the place I got the article, so I'll I'll link the uh That's there's cool. a and there's a picture of her of her hand attached to her foot and then her uh, her hand after uh they attach it to her arm. That's... I mean, granted it's probably never gonna be as functional as it would have been. Right, but, but still, still Yeah. I saw that. I was like, "Dude, that isn't that good." I mean, talk about quick thinking on yeah, the no doctor's doubt. part. Who is her doctor? Doctor House. Doctor Doctor How Jingzai. <laughs> is that Chinese for house? Probably spokesman for the hospital in Zingerhao, Henan Peninsula. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, I, I was I was fairly impressed by that. Yeah, that's man, that I'm still like processing. That's it's insane. Yep, yep. So I mean, kind of. I mean, I would have never thought of that, but yeah. that's probably why I'm not a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> fair point. Fair point. <laughs> I'd be like, look, you can't put it out of duct tape into a stick. and be like, look, I can scratch my back now. <laughs> so, um, I had a, another story um, I thought was pretty ingenious. It's one of those things that, um, it's like a concept design. You know, somebody uh-huh. somebody uh, you know comes up with a, a new concept for something that that we do every single day, and chances are it probably won't get implemented, which is kind of disappointing. But I still think it's a really cool concept. Um, basically, what they did is they reinvented the stoplight. Oh yeah! And yeah, it's I uh, saw that it's uh, it's an hourglass. And uh, when it's green, it, uh, it it's you know the stuff's on top, and it basically it you know it's basically just uh, an hourglass shape, but it's got LEDs in, inside of it, and the hourglass in the bottom slowly fills up, and as it starts to fill up, it eventually turns yellow, and a timer appears on the top, telling you how long you have before it turns red. So then, once it turns red, the top fills up again with red, and it starts dripping down again. Right, so then once it starts, it basically repeats itself in the same respect it does when it's green. That when it starts to get empty on the top, it 
counts down a timer so you know how long you have left to wait at the red light and then turns green again i it's such a simple concept but i i just found it amazing like yeah well the only problem that i saw with that is uh um colorblind people wouldn't be able to differentiate between whether they should be stopping or whether they should be going yeah, because it's it's red and it's green, so you can't differentiate between those two colors. That's a very good point. I didn't yeah. think of that because yeah. I can see normally. <laughs> but you know, you take you take that concept, and I mean, you tweak it ever so slightly, and it becomes not a problem. You know. Yeah. Instead of having it, you know, okay, so you have it go, and when it's green, everything, all the sand, the the LED sand is at the top and trickles down. And then once it turn, and then once it all fills into the bottom, then it turns red, and then all the sand from the, the bottom way. goes back up. And so yeah, then would... you now have a direction which colorblind people can differentiate. So all they have to do is see which way the sand is going, and then they know whether to start or stop. Yep. That and how often do you go to a stoplight, and you're the only person at the stoplight? Exactly. Yeah, I thought it was uh, it was just one of those things that kind of took me by surprise. Is like, wow, you know, you you don't really think about redesigning those systems. Yeah, it's it's something that 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 you've dealt with for you know who knows how long, and and it just that's just the way it is, you know. And, and so you don't even think about oh well, change the stoplight. That's genius. Yep. Yep, and I, I really like the part where it. It gives you the the timer telling you how long you have to either stop or before you have to go. Yeah. Because I, I freaking hate it when you're sitting at a stoplight, and especially if it's like a four-way stop on like a two-lane highway, because then there's like, you know, the, the lights are always timed it differently. And, yeah. you know, one per, you know, somebody like the turn lane gets to go first, but one turn lane goes and the other one doesn't. It's like, when am I going to go? <laughs> and then every... Every stoplight has its own, you know, some stoplights have a longer. Yeah. <laughs> that was awesome. I'm sorry. <laughs> My dogs are wrestling in the computer room. <laughs> <laughs> Do they sound like dinosaurs? Kind of. <laughs> they bumped into the handle of the vacuum cleaner and turned it on and fucking gamble about shot through the fucking roof. <laughs> awesome. Oh yeah, but um, I, I, I. Well, okay. Uh, I have a confession to make. I my car hasn't been registered since September Ooh. because Indiana is a piece of shit state and won't let me register until I get my check engine light turned off. Right. So one of the things I think about all the time when I'm driving to work is trying to stay within the speed limit, not run red lights, because I don't want to draw any unneeded attention to myself because I don't want to get pulled over, right. obviously. And so yellow lights are always a point of contention with me because it's like, do I go for it or do I stop? <laughs> and this would totally be helpful. Like, you know, okay, I have three seconds to make that light. I'm totally not going to make it. I'm going to stop. Or, oh, I have six seconds to make that light? Shit, yeah, I'm going for it. I just blew my mind whole. Yeah, it and it was a very elegant design too. I was yeah. I was very blown away by it. Well, I like I like that it was that it pulls on. Um, I think it even says it in the article that it's you know, 
as as far back as time has been measured, hourglass was like the first way that people measured time. So it's kind of it kind of integrates like new age technology with the LEDs and, and the timer and everything with an older dis- older way of, of keeping time. Right. Track of time. Which I thought yeah. was pretty cool. Definitely. Uh, okay. Uh, so this week I'm starting another segment. Yay! Yay! Yay for a new segment. Um, this one is the the study of the week because I am uh, oh God. always coming up with finding new studies that were done. Uh, this time a study was done on uh, – Drink. On Yeah, no doubt. For those of you at home, you need to drink now. Um it, it's a. It was a study done at the uh, University of Newcastle, uh, which is a beer that you're drinking right now. Damn right. And uh, uh, they were working with uh, bacteria, and they created a new type of bacteria that, uh, when placed in uh, concrete, will uh, generate a glue. Really? Yeah. So uh, the uh, obviously the concept. Uh, behind this was if you have a c- cracked concrete surface, you just dump these uh, bacteria into it and it uh, fills in the crack with this bio bio glue that it that it generates to what does it what does it feed on? I mean every it, it has I mean basically as far as I know about um, bacteria, they feed on something and then it gen- it's like yeast it right 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 generates alcohol. So what is it what is it eating? I, you know, I have, I have no idea what it, what it feeds on to generate it. Um, but it's, the, the glue is, um, basically made up of, um, uh, shit. The page just changed as I was uh, looking at the, um, what it, calcium carbonate crystals is what it, what it generates. And it's, it's, um, it's like a reinforcing agent for, for the, the cement. Yeah, calcium carbonate is basically um, the. I mean, that's the principal. That's the principal ingredient in in, in cement. Right. <laughs> I should know. <laughs> <laughs> I am a human cement truck. <laughs> yeah, that's, a, that's the, the pretty article, insane. Yeah, the article doesn't say anything about what it what it uh, feeds off of. Yo, dog. You should put the link in the IRC channel. I will put the link in the IRC channel. <laughs> Maybe. I am a <laughs> I am an alien from a toilet planet. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, back to uh, your old segment. Uh, oh, China, you'd be crazy. Um, I found this article on Slashdot. Um, a single retweet lands a Chinese woman in a Chinese labor camp. What? <laughs> yeah. This lady was sentenced to a year of quote-unquote re-education in a labor camp <laughs> for the crime of disrupting social order after retweeting a joke on Twitter. Was it an internet addiction camp? Uh, <laughs> 
You mean Lauschwitz? <laughs> yeah. She <laughs> 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 sentenced to a, a year of hard labor at Lauschwitz. <laughs> Lauschwitz. But uh, apparently the joke was banned in uh, China, but uh, is popular nonetheless. Um, let's see here. It makes it reminds me of the uh, the Monty Python skit about the world's funniest joke, uh, developed by the British government during World War II as a weapon against the Germans, mm-hmm. um, which uh, they used. Any anybody who read the joke or heard the joke uh, would laugh themselves to death. Death, yeah. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> apparently, uh, the the premise of the joke was. Um, was suggesting that nationalist protesters smash Japan's pavilion in Shanghai Expo. Interesting. I, yeah, I, I I don't know. <laughs> well, I think I think really what it doesn't really it's not like this was some random uh, Chinese lady. She was actually a pretty, according to the article, she's pretty active uh, human rights activist. So I think they were using it as somewhat of a kind of like a. Oh, what's the what's the word I'm looking for? They're they're basically making an example out a of a martyr. Yeah, they're making a martyr out of her. Like, yeah. you know, well, fine. You want to be? You want to stand up to the government? Well, fuck you. We're going to put you in a labor camp for re-education, which means daily beatings and waterboarding. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. And and with, as with any other foreign joke, uh, when translated into English, it's not Makes- funny. No sense. <laughs> <laughs> it's like panda poop eat you. <laughs> what? And, and then the fish said hello. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I um I follow a uh, a um I don't know it's like a picture blog on Google Reader called the Big Picture. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I don't know if you've ever heard of it, nope. but they're they're really good at. Uh, like um, photographing different situations, like they they did a really good photo uh, essay on um, like the oil spill in the Gulf and the oil spill in China, and then like some of the when they had that um, that retaining pond in Russia that had all that like acidic mud when that oh, thing yeah, let go. Yeah, yeah. They they they. they they basically do like a photo essay. It's basically just a bunch of photos with, with captions, but it basically tells the story of what happened. Anyways, they had a, uh, they had a photo essay on, uh, North Vietnam and like, it was some sort of like national holiday or something. And like, you look at all these pictures and everybody looks so happy and they're all having such a great time. And it's like, you wonder how staged that is. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, you're like behind the cameraman, there's a freaking line of, of soldiers with AK-47s, you know, like, huh, better smile. You will laugh! You will laugh now! Yeah. <laughs> you're going to laugh, or we're going to kill you, and then we're going to kill all of your family, and then everybody they know, just for the hell of it. You know, and it's, it's so... It, it's, it's a very sobering experience to see that type of, you know, hierarchy where, you know... They basically have a communist government where, you know, like one percent of the population is extremely rich and wealthy, where the other ninety nine percent can barely get by on a daily basis to buy food. Right. It's like I just don't understand how that works. You know, eventually at some point something's got to give. Yeah. 
Well, the but the problem is is that the the one percent that's super rich, you know, well in a in a in a, uh, a regime like that where where it's a dictatorship, totalitarian totalitarian dictatorship, um, typically you know something along the lines of fascism. Um, those people treat the military really, really well, yeah. and and by treating by treating the military really, really well, well, they're not treating them like you know like the top one percent. All they have to do is just make them make them better off than the ninety nine percent, and then yep. your military will do anything for you. And so then you know people are talking about having uprisings. The military is right there backing you up. You know, oh, uprising, bang, 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 bang. We just shot everyone in in this part of the revolution. Fuck those guys. Oh, yep. hey, military, thanks for doing that. Here, have an extra fish head today. And they're like, yay. <laughs> yay, fish head. <laughs> Who wants to eat? Here, have more booze, and then you can rape everyone in that village over there. Yay. <laughs> and fish heads. And fish heads. <laughs> And you can rape the fish heads if you want. Yay! Well, it's like, I, oh man, I watched a program on History Channel about, um, it was actually, it was a long, it was like a two-hour special, but it was all on Pablo Escobar and how insanely hard it was for not only the Colombian government, but pretty much everybody who tried to apprehend Pablo Escobar to capture the guy. And his whole his whole basis of power was based on he was extremely wealthy. I mean, wealthier than anybody in the country. And pretty much he kept everybody in his, you know, regime in extreme poverty. And his his saying was um, it was some Spanish saying, but basically what it translates is into is you take my silver or take my iron which means you either take my bribe or I'm going to put a bullet in your head so it's like you're super poor we're either going to shoot you or you're going to take my bribe and do what I want you to do so you go along with what I want you to do which might not necessarily be bad for you you might not have to do anything illegal you just you know if somebody comes around asking questions you tell them you don't know anything and you don't die plus one and uh, I give you money uh, plus two you know Yep. And it was it was an ex- such an effective means of control that it took the Colombian and the United States government like 15 years to catch the guy. And the only way that they actually caught him was by using his own tactics against him. He was very well known for um, his brutality, uh-huh. you know, and in in punishing people that that stood up against him. So basically what they did is they created this super secret I don't want to say society, but like group of 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 tight knit people. And basically, what they did is they practiced his own his own brutality against him and started attacking his inner ranks and working his their way up to his family. Like they basically turned themselves into his organization and attacked him. And that right. was the only way they caught him. That's that's insane. Yeah, if you ever if you ever uh, want a good read? Read up on or watch videos on uh, how how they caught Pablo Escobar. Yeah, that guy was a genius. It was yeah. a he was a freaking um, he's a monster because he did some absolutely atrocious things to some people, but he definitely knew how to control a large amount of people. So yeah, that's all I have to say about that. All right. Well, you know what? <laughs> you know who else did some uh, pretty terrible things to people? 
the devil. <laughs> and uh, according to uh, according to some some Christians in Brazil, um, USB is uh, a creation of the devil. <laughs> totally see that. Yeah. So uh, that totally seems legit. <laughs> so so uh, on, on yet another segment that I want to start this week. <laughs> How many segments are you adding? This is three. This is the third and final one that I'm adding. Right. Uh, this is uh, fail of the week. And uh, this week's fail of the week uh, involves some evangelical Christians in Brazil, led by um, uh, Fernando Frias, uh, and uh, they are they have officially gotten USB connections banned in uh, in within their church um, because <laughs> because USB. Is uh, is the work of the devil, and you know why? Is because the the symbol for USB, if you look at it, is a trident, and a trident clearly is uh, a sign of the devil. So you know, uh, USB is the devil. What? Along with foosball <laughs> and forks and and Apple computer. Why why Apple? Oh, uh, oh man! Like ten years ago, there was a guy uh, who got uh, a bunch of people to uh, to boycott Apple because uh, Apple was clearly the um, uh, the computing uh, platform of choice of the devil and Satan worshippers. Because <laughs> because if you look at the first off, if you look at the logo for for Macintosh, it's an apple with a bite out of it. So clearly, it's the uh, the fruit of knowledge with a bite that uh, Eve convinced Adam to take out of the fruit of knowledge, which was you know because of you know the snake and and the devil and blah blah blah. But also, not only that, and this is the worst part of it, was um, on on Apple computers, there are these uh, programs that run on it that are called demons. Yeah, demons. So there are demons inside of your computer. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Take that, Satan. We're not buying your computers. Intelligence. So, What's that? Yeah. So, so that guy, that guy needs to go down to Brazil and hang out with these dudes so they cannot use uh, USB or Mac computers. And uh, yeah, that's insane. That is retarded. Super retarded. The, you know, that's one thing I can say is that I will never be I, – I don't think there will ever come a point where I will be like, oh, that is my most definitely the stupidest thing anyone could ever do because <laughs> as soon as you say that, somebody else comes out and does something that's totally more retarded. Yeah. <laughs> Just like, what? First off, learn English, you fucking uneducated fuck. It's oh. – Oh. Okay, I can't talk about this name. <laughs> I don't want to be Chuck. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, so that was uh, that was the end of what I got. So um, I do believe that that is uh, that's that's the process.
for conservation Can't believe these intellectuals Can't believe these words are true All of those words It seems that the words are staying by the state That's not really true Ha ha ha!